Hello, I'm Ty. And I'm Kayla. And this is not, not 1938. So could you if it was 1938, but it's not 1938. WPA ain't hiring no more. Apples don't cost a nickel. Not in here. Not out there. You drop this thing. This is a family-friendly podcast where we talk about shows and movies from all walks of life. And if you hear a random screeching in the background, that would be our, our chart. And today, we are talking about... Suicide, suicide Squad. Ah, oh, not the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Whatever. This movie's <laughs> garbage. Directed by David Ayer, kind of. Starring Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Jared Leto, Cara DeLevingne, Joe Kinnaman, Jai Courtney, Viola Davis, Jay Hernandez, Karen Fukihara, and... <laughs> God, leave this, I don't want to mess this one. Adewale Ike... Ikin Aoi Agbahi. We, we got some. Adewale Okinawe Agbahi. And Adam Beach. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've got some uh, characters here, don't we? And the rating on this movie is 51%. That's rough. Now on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 27. Well, that's more accurate. Yeah, I'd agree. So, what do you think of this movie? Uh, it sucks. How how I how I can't put it any more politely other than it literally, literally sucks. He's like, this is like the first movie that kind of felt victim to Warner Bros. and uh, Jeff Johns and David Ayer's been pretty adamant on talking about it. Basically, going so far as to saying this this isn't his movie. That they tore it apart and tore it to shreds because they got cold feet at the BVS reception and Deadpool was doing amazing. So they decided to make it funner and lighter and they gave the editing process away to a trailer making company. I don't mean trailer as in like 18 wheel trailers, obviously. No crap. <laughs> as in a company who makes movie trailers. And. This movie really feels like it. Like... Just a very long movie trailer? No, like like a bad movie trailer. Just... It's like... I can't even say this movie's good in snippets, because I don't know what good comes from this movie. I mean, I have to give it... The, the, only, the only good thing is that we got Harley Quinn out of it. See, a Margot Robbie Harley Quinn. See, that, that's literally it. Well, yeah, but rewatching this, I didn't like her Harley Quinn in this movie. I thought Deadshot was the standout character. I thought David Ayer was trying to do something different, which, which because he was in the military, he was trying to contrast the uh, soldiers and the Suicide Squad and, and like the way they go about things and like the thin gray morality line. But that doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, it it opens up with a bunch of cliche musics, 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 uh, a bunch of random cliche musics. Yeah, I said it too. And it's like Clarence Creedwater, Clarence Creek, Creekwater, Clarence Creek. Anyway, they open up in Louisiana, and one of one of my biggest problems in in films, and I know how bad it's gonna be from the jump. Is it would be kind of like the rise of the Skywalker, rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Golly, we were just adding stuff in today. 
No, no. It's like the Rise of Skywalker effect. And I can say I enjoy that movie for what it is. You can kind of tell how bad the movie is going to be from that jump because of the cut, the cut, the cut, the cut, 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 katana, katana, cut, 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 And then now the soul of this movie is in Katana's blade. She could, she could cut you all into pieces. Okay, red flag. And... Like, I, I, ah, man, I really like when movies take their time and let you breathe and whatever. So if you're establishing a setting, you might not want to cut between three different settings immediately. Like, I think the, the first song that there's a house of horrors, uh, called the rising sun, right? I think so. Yeah. Over Louisiana. And then it cuts to like, I guess the prison the the prison logo, but then a truck runs in front of it, so you don't really know. And then it cuts to the prisoners. See, it's so unmemorable that I, I, I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. And I've seen this movie well over a handful of times, and I have literally no idea what you're talking about. I watched this movie the day before I went into boot camp and decided not to talk to my ex just to watch this movie because that's how excited I was for this movie and I remember walking out and be like I'm going to remember this day for the next three months because it was just so bad I never I've never up to this point I, I never was insulted by a movie I was insulted by the BVS theatrical cut and at the time The Amazing Spider-Man 2 <laughs> you've obviously never seen movie 43 then no because that's an insulting awful movie is that with Nicolas Cage no, it's... I can't even tell you who's all in it. Like, Isn't it like the hotel with the... No, movie 43 is like a bunch of random skits that are highly inappropriate. It was like the first rated R movie I ever saw. And it was it's the only movie I've ever asked for my money back because it was so bad and so disgusting. And it was all around awful. I did that would drag me to hell. Went in the movie theater, thought it was a horror movie, but it was like, it turned into being a comedy. I don't even know what that movie is. <laughs> it's bad, that's what it is. Okay, so, we're introduced to these characters. That's my son's Sorry, you're not gonna hear random screeching, you're gonna hear random snoring. Uh, and, and then we get Viola Davis, where it's like, Let me change this myself out of the day, the day, the day. Who? Viola Davis. Who's that? Please meet you. Don't forget. <laughs> Are you talking about the prison guard? No, the the. Oh my God, Kay. Amanda Waller. Oh yeah, I know her from uh, How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, you know, Superman flew and then he didn't fly. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then she has this meeting. And she pretty much talks about all the bad guys, and they've all got their own music. And it's so stupid. I hate this movie. <laughs> well, and they definitely could have introduced all of these characters, I don't know, in a completely different fashion, other than let's do like a video game, uh, choose your character moment. <laughs> you know, and with with the stereotypical music and just the bad cuts and not allowing me to freaking breathe in this movie and making me feel claustrophobic. I'll admit that I like this first half better than I do the second half. 
But like, so when when they're introducing all the characters, when she's you know has her little top secret book, and it shows all their skill sets and everything, it just it it reminds me of like the two things. So in the newer Jumanji movies, where it's like choose your character, <laughs> or like the TikTok videos that are like choose your character. I've never seen those TikTok. You never videos. seen those? No, I'm not mentally ill. They're funny. I'll show you sometime. Oh god! Doesn't mean you're mentally ill. That's a if you make if, if you time. if you make them, then probably. Well, I don't make TikToks because I don't I don't have time for that. So yeah, we we get that, and then we get Deadshot's introduction, which is pretty cool, and we get his stupid freaking white mask. It just looks so stupid. You don't, you don't like his white mask? No, it looks like garbage in this movie. Well, yeah, it's probably. Very low budget. Seriously? He just got paid $2 million for assassinating that dude. No, like the movie. It's like, yeah, this is not really that big a deal. So here's just a random white mask. But Deadshot is the only character that actually, I feel like, has any kind of storyline. I mean, Harley Quinn kind of. But I feel like they cut so much of both of these characters. The budget of Suicide Squad was $175 million. How much did it make? A lot, actually. Seriously? 746.8. Yeah, it should not have made that much. I don't know why I didn't put that in the beginning. That's how much I hate this movie. I just don't care to mention the specifics. <sighs> and then what do we get? We get we get Harley Quinn um talking to Joker. Okay, let let's talk let's talk about Deadshot. Oh, okay, yeah. Um I like Will Smith as Deadshot. Yes, I'm very sad to see him go as Deadshot because they they could have done so much more with his character um, and with Will Smith. Uh, You know, there's a scene where uh, him and Harley Quinn have a fun time in the stairwell and they completely cut that out. And Will Smith and Margot Robbie have previously done they did a movie together called Focus. And it was a phenomenal movie with the two of them together. Was it after this? Or no, it was 2015. Oh, okay. It's a phenomenal movie. We'll have to watch it sometime. Um, but the two of them together is just magnificent. And I don't feel like there's enough moments with the two of them acting coherently together. I, I mean, I don't care about those two. This movie makes me not care. I like Will Smith... I like the stuff with his daughter, and I like the small Batfleck moment. And it makes me feel like, you know, there actually is, like, kind of like a grayscale to his morality. And, you know, he's just trying to do the right thing by his daughter, and his daughter doesn't well, care. Right, but there, there just feels like there's so much that is cut out. Like, there's more behind this than what is actually shown. Well, yeah, I get that. But I'm saying the scenes with Deadshot and his daughter are some of the best scenes in the movie to me. Right. But there's a lot that's missing because they're trying to make it like a movie trailer. I don't even know what they're trying to make this like, but... Okay, well, I'm saying the scenes that are there with Deadshot and his daughter are good. I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay, well, I don't I don't personally know if there's more with Deadshot and his daughter. Um, I think him and Harley Quinn, I mean... They do a pretty standout job objectifying her every... Five seconds? Yeah, literally every five seconds. I mean, 
I've done I've done this a review of this movie before with a friend, and they said that Wolf of Wall Street was below Margot Robbie, and I have to think that this is handled more disrespectfully than the Wolf of Wall Street. Honestly, I mean, I just Harley Quinn in this movie is just kind of nothing. I don't even feel like Harley Quinn and the Joker's relationship is accurate. And I don't think it was the way David Ayer was trying to portray because David Ayer was going to portray it as an unhealthy, toxic relationship. Because, let's be honest, Joker doesn't want Harley Quinn. He's never wanted Harley Quinn. And in Birds of Prey, they kind of bring that up. That she's the mastermind behind some of his biggest breaks and she never gets the credit for it. And that's their relationship. But this movie goes above and beyond trying to make their relationship this, like, hopefully romantic would you live for me? And then she jumps down. He jumps down after her. And they were the big Halloween choice of that, that year. year. Well, for like multiple years. Talking about mental illness. Mental illness is between people who think the Joker and Harley Quinn have this romantic love story. So spouses dressed up as them for Halloween. No, they have an extremely toxic relationship and this movie does not do a good job of portraying that toxic relationship. You want to watch something that does? The Harley Quinn animated show on HBO Max. Oh my gosh. We need to finish that. Yeah, we do. I loved that show. I really appreciate they make Bane talk like this. It's great. You've got actual good Poison Ivy in that show. Yeah, well, I've seen the... the King Shark. Man, I just wish he'd be like, King Shark is a shark. But, I mean, I guess getting him to sound like Taco with TD is great, too. Yeah. I've seen the season two finale spoiler, so. Yeah, whatever. Let's talk about Adam Beach's character, Slipknot. I don't even remember who Slipknot is, if we're being honest. He's in there for, like, half a second. Well, there was a running gag where he had a migraine the whole movie. Because he got his neck blown up? Well, he got his head blown off, for uh, sure. Uh, oh, blown off. Ha, ha. Adam, ha. Be- Adam Beach is actually an avid supporter of the release, the air cut movement, because apparently there was more to him in this movie, too. Speaking of more to a character in this movie, let's talk about Diablo. There could have just been... I, I don't even know what the more was, but there was just not enough of him. Like, he is... The true metahuman to me, like I've previously stated, um, you know, and some people might hate what I, my definition of a metahuman is, but because metahuman is just somebody with exceptional skills, according to the DCEU. Mm. You don't have to be born that way. You're not a mutant. I guess. So, like, Batman would be defined as a metahuman, I guess. Um, the Suicide Squad. He's he's rich. <laughs> How many people are rich? Um, not me, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. No, there there was a bunch of scenes. Diablo wasn't supposed to die. I'm pretty sure he was. That was so stupid. Pretty sure he was supposed to fight Steppenwolf. Um, I really enjoyed the bar scene with him explaining how he completely murdered his wife and his kids by accident. He, he liked that. I mean, it was definitely a David Ayer moment and, like, horror, horrific, but 
you liked that. It was a good scene, yeah. You liked the scene. Like yeah. The, the actual act. I don't know how many times I have to specify in these movies. When I say I like something, when something horrible happens, I'm not saying that personally I like the fact that his wife and kids died. Oh, I'm well aware. I just like messing with you. Okay. Well, I gotta cut that out now. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No. Um, give me something here. <laughs> Why? Because this is just so bad. You have no idea what to talk about in this movie. No, because we... You want to talk about work flag? This is down as you could all you can have in your really get trapped in your sword. That is like, from somebody that comes from the South and typically has a pretty thick accent, and I try to hide it the best I can, uh, one, as being a teacher, because kids like to make fun of you with any possible thing, um, an accent is one of them, um, and two, I don't. I don't want to sound like I've never been to town before. He owns the town. <laughs> he owns the town. But anyway, as somebody from the South, that is a horrible, horrible Southern accent. Okay, it doesn't matter what part of the South you're from. Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Texas, New Mexico, you know, God forbid, even Oklahoma. That is a horrible Southern accent. And he should be fired just for that. Just no money. You don't get any money from this. Oh, movie. that's rude. It's, well, it's awful. I'm Rick Flair. I've heard worse. Watch the ridiculous six. Oh, that's cool. My name's Rick Flag. Gas station was out of Copenhagen, so I got a dip skull. So now I'm mad. Well, not just any regular skull. No, we're gonna go with skull grape. I've never even heard of that. How about peach? Smell it. It's actually not bad. Um, what else? He's like it's like he's doing his best Sam Elliott impression. Well, I'm Joel Kidman by four. All he has to do is look to his left the entire movie, and there's Clint Eastwood's son, who could literally teach you how to do a correct Southern accent. Well, not really, because Clint Eastwood just does a bunch of these. <sighs> well. Get off my lawn. He got paid. <laughs> he got paid crap ton of money his whole life, you know, in westerns and everything. Just turn to your left, talk to Scott Eastwood. I think that's his name. Well, he just needs to watch Full Metal Jacket and uh, listen to uh, what's his face do the the John Wayne impression. Are you John Wayne? Is that me? That was awful. Please don't. <laughs> God. Awful. John Wayne. <laughs> I'm but, a cowboy. <laughs> but, so, Rick Flagg is a character. What What is his character? Like, literally. He's a soldier who's in love with... Uh, I'm a, a soldier. I'm a, we're nothing like I'm a soldier. He's in love with the TikTok dancers. TikTok dancers? Yeah, the Enchantress. She's basically got her own TikTok <laughs> dance. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's her name? Cara... Cara Delevingne. Yeah, I can't pronounce her last name. Save my life. Um, I'm probably mispronouncing it. Whatever. Model turned actress for a few movies. I'm not a fan of her acting skills. How about that love story? I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand why she's asleep and she goes, Enchantress. I mean, and then, maybe she's like dreaming or Enchantress is like, oh... 
She's asleep, so I can, like, sneak out. Maybe she's traumatized from it, because I remember being in boot camp, and there were recruits dead asleep, and they would scream, I, sir, at the top of their lungs. So she's traumatized. So maybe it's Enchantress. I don't know. I bet you nobody could hear you just now saying Enchantress. Enchantress. And then, like, he picks up the phone. You know, he's got that John Wick pose because I'm a soldier. I'm Joe Kittleman. And um, he's got the phone and he's about to call Viola Davis. And she's like, shh. And then shows him a flashback of her dying. And then he's like, oh, no, I guess I don't need to call her. And then she, like, flashes to Amanda Waller's room. And it says one missed call. She just didn't pick up the phone. <laughs> Yeah, that makes zero sense. And then she hears her brother, restores his brother, and then he puts her heart... But, okay, why? Why? Why is his her brother just, just sitting there? Just sitting there on the shelf in this lady's house? Apartment? I don't know. I appreci- It looks like a hotel room with a random closet. I appreciate the font as in, like... They're really, like, random... I'm gonna put a random... Uh, font title on my PowerPoint slide here. Yeah, it's like a Windows Movie Maker. Like, just some font you stick in there. Yeah, it's just like a basic font. You can't even... No, no one created it. It just came with Microsoft. And then he restores her heart? No, he like... T- gives her half his heart or something? Or they like share a heart until she can get hers back? I don't really know. It is, yeah, yeah. You're looking at me like I'm stupid, but that's what I took from. Do we even see the movie actually restore her heart? I don't know. And I, then, I, and then my favorite part of the movie is when he's like, "Her heart's out. We can finish this." And it's <laughs> like, why don't you just kill her? Like, right? That just crush, crush her heart. What is going on? And then they blow up the machine. Everybody knows her heart is out. And you don't need Rick Flagg going, hey, her heart's out. Let's kill her right now. What's so weird about that moment is he's like, her heart's out. We can finish this. And then they blow up the machine behind her. It's like, what? There's so many times in this movie, I'm just like, what in God's green earth is going on right now? I also don't need to see Jared Leto's Joker. In, like, a fantasy land where he doesn't have the makeup and he's, like, this perfect father. Really? That was very jarring. Why? Because it's just dog duty. He's, like, smiling like the Joker at the kid. Yeah, I don't know. And, like, what about uh, that, uh, that cuck scene of, uh... The, the, excuse me, what scene? The scene of, uh, Joker looking over at, uh... Harley and he's got that dude there and he's like, she's the fire of my loins, the itch of my crotch, the infamous Harley Quinn. Oh, at the club? Yeah, and he's like like, she's all yours and I'm so confused there because he's like nah, I don't, that's your girl, Joker. I feel like right now our conversation is way like all over the place. That's this movie. But yeah, that's how I feel about this movie is I don't understand what's going on half the time. I don't even know if I want to know what's going on half the time. And I'm just, it's just so sporadic. I think the perfect metaphor, visual metaphor, that's in this movie is when 
Jai Courtney, who's probably who's probably acting his heart out as Captain Boomerang in this movie. Oh. I absolutely adore him in this movie. He his unicorn falls out and he puts it back in his left breast pocket. Well, later when they're climbing up the tower after that whole nonsense of Harley fighting in the freaking elevator just to get them up 20 floors, he gets stabbed. When he pulls the knife out, there's money. There's money. That's the perfect visual metaphor for this movie. It doesn't make any there sense. There should be a stuffed pink unicorn right there. And you can also tell, because the screenplay is so bad, that you can tell where reshots were done in this screenplay. Oh, yeah. And they blend in perfectly because the screenplay is so bad. So, for example, <laughs> Captain Boomerang pulls out his lighter and he's like, Ooh, fire. Ooh. And making fun of Diablo, and then the next cut is a you know boomerang picking up a watch and cleaning it off like he's stealing it off of a dead body, and it's like, well, damn, that's just bad. Movies like this is very difficult to do a whole episode on. I like how uh, the helicopter goes down and she crashes, and she's just sitting there on the. On the burning car, and then they all just walk up unceremoniously, and they're like, "Oh hey, so I guess top, you're not dead." On the topic of walking, how many steps do you think all of these characters take in this movie? This is a freaking walking simulator. It really is. If 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 you want to have more fun, just if you have a PC, just download the walking simulator. I think that's a thing. But if not, then just go outside and walk. And then say some dialogue. Like, like, like the goat simulator? Like there's a walking simulator. I don't know, but it's called life. You can just go outside and be, <laughs> you can just go outside and be like, I'm Joe Kenneman. I got, there's a tree. I'm make a bow and arrow like a lava craft. Burp, derp. Oh. I'm Joe Kenneman. How do you know who it is? Joe Kenneman? Yeah. That's Red Flag. Oh, that's Red Flag. Okay. Dipping the skull peach. Ew. Grumpy Dumpy. You made me throw up. Grumpy Dumpy? Grumpy Dumpy. Good lordy. What about these multi-million-eyed villains? You mean the ones that got, like, bubbly rocks for heads? Multi-million-eyed. Oh, those are eyes? I guess. I don't know. I mean, it kind of just looks like, uh... Garbage? Yeah, sure. Pop rocks coming out of a rock. Does that make sense? No. It looks like they have black heads all over their head. Like massive bubbles. Black bubbles. You know those little like stress ball thingies with the mesh on them? You squeeze them and there's like these random bubbles that come out? That's what their heads look like. Anyway, what do we think about these guys? The the pop rock heads? Yeah. Um... I think they could have done a whole lot more with these, but what did we we see them for like half a second, and then it's like non-existent the rest of the movie. I don't care for them. There's there's no tension in this movie because there's just nothing. There's no unknown, and this movie doesn't allow you to feel that there is an unknown because it's a walking simulator. And everybody's talking perfectly fine in wide open space. Now, if it was a combat situation, it would be extremely tense. And you could film that in such a way that would be tense. Because you have to cover 
not only the corners, but you have to cover every single window. You have to cover the overpasses and things like that. And that's how actual soldiers would operate. They would be extremely on edge. They wouldn't be allowing everybody to just talk so they couldn't assess their surroundings. So, I mean, there's a way to do that, but it's boring. They run into these creatures, and that's the only unknown, and they go down without, you know... All it takes is Harley Quinn with a baseball bat. Or all it takes is Deadshot just killing them all by himself. And then, you know, Enchantress and the ending is garbage, and her brother dies with by a bomb. Which, you know, aren't... Aren't these two supposed to be, like, as powerful as the old gods? I don't know. Uh, that was my understanding, and then he just dies from a bomb. Yeah, so does El Diablo, because yeah. we don't need him. Because if you kill your family, you can't stay alive. This movie just sucks. It really does. Oh, I just got punched in the face. What about uh, Jared Leto as the Joker in this? I feel bad for Jared Leto. I did too. Most of his stuff was cut and dubbed over. Hopefully we see a better impression in Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I'm, uh, I'm, it's my understanding that we do. We actually get to see Jared Leto as Joker yeah. and not as Jeff John's version of a psychopathic, non-toxic relationship Joker. <laughs> No, and, I mean, David Ayer even dropped, uh, like, a five-second scene of his Joker from his cut saying, you should be ashamed of yourself, and that line delivery was the best that's not in the movie. He's like, I got a bare skin rub and grape soda wait for you. Now, I'm Jared Leto. Now, with all this being said about, you know, there's a, probably a David Ayer cut out there and whatnot, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm probably in the minority on this. But I, based on the tax collector, I don't know if I want to see it. I don't know if I want to see this David Ayer version of Suicide Squad. What about Fury and End of Watch? I've seen Fury. Have we seen? Yes, it's with uh, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, police officer. Okay, yes, okay. I I I like Fury. Love that movie. Probably probably one of my favorite war movies of all time. Absolutely love that movie. And then we get to the tax collector. That's such a bad movie. Oh my god! I wanted to stab my eyeballs with that movie. It was oh my! It was so rough. So like I'm in between. I'm like I don't I don't know if I could. I don't know. Well, because if. You know, was the tax collector who was the main? I have no idea. I just know Shia LaBeouf was in it. Shia LaBeouf with, you know, we got the creeper tattoo for point five seconds of a movie. Yeah, he was the most interesting character, and it's probably because he's the best actor in that movie. You want to talk about movies that open with like a million cuts? That movie will make yeah. you feel claustrophobic. Yeah, it does. I bought that movie. I'm so ashamed of myself. You should be ashamed. It's so bad. So if 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 we could get a Suicide Squad that is as good as Fury is, I would be down for it. I would be down to see the air cut. 
if it's as good as Fury. But if it is like Tax Collector, I don't know what's worse. This version of Suicide Squad or the Tax Collector? The Tax Collector. This is just boring. The Tax Collector is just bad. So it can only go up from there. Yeah, I mean, well, there are there are a lot of really really good scenes that are that are cut per- pers- Well, yeah, I mean, they're very good personal moments, and all these personal moments were cut up by a trailer company, and they basically shot funny scenes over them and blended them together inside of a walking simulator. This movie's what two hours, like five minutes. Yeah. Imagine a three-hour movie. It'd probably be a lot better. Probably, because it, it would be allowed to breathe. And it wouldn't be a walking simulator? I'd hope not. <laughs> I don't understand why anybody likes this movie. I really don't. I know there are people out there who yep. thoroughly enjoy this movie, because, you know, we personally know people. But I don't understand it. I really don't. There are a lot of Snyder fans who... who there are a lot of Snyder fans who like this movie. And sorry guys, unfortunately I'm not one of them. And I, I completely understand that David Ayer was the director, but this is Zack Snyder's vision. Just like Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins was the director, Zack Snyder's vision. And that's why you can take the action in the first Wonder Woman and contrast that entire movie to Wonder Woman 84 with Jeff Johns, and you have a completely different movie. So they they kind of took Zack Snyder's influence out of this movie and tried to put their own own, own spin on it, and it just when when is when is Warner Bros. going to realize that Zack Snyder has a, an actual vision and that anything that you try to take of his and twist, you're just gonna make it suck. Quite literally, it just sucks. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Zack's vision is done. Like, the only thing that can that he can expand on his vision now would be a Batflex series on HBO Max and shooting one or Justice League two and three at the same time and releasing that on HBO Max if they eventually do decide to do it. But anything else, I mean, they're going to do Flashpoint, basically rewrite whatever they want to rewrite. It's kind of annoying. I mean, the DCEU was dead in the water, and now they're taking steps to move somewhere. But I don't really care where that is. I mean, quite honestly. Um, This was the beginning of the end, and it's just unfortunate that it had to come in a form of this garbage movie. Like, a lot of the performances are great. There are some scenes with a lot of heart in them, but they're not given time to breathe. The total, I mean, you want to contrast soldiers from the Suicide Squad, and you can't even have soldiers do what they were made to do in combat scenarios. You have a bad villain who has, like, another sky beam type end-of-the-world catastrophe thing, like the Amazing Spider-Man. Or, God forbid, any Michael Bay movie. (laughs) I mean, it's just so boring. And then the Enchantress... It's very cookie-cutter. The Enchantress is just boring. She's a TikTok dancer. And her brother is boring. He's just a big bad guy that they needed. Can we talk about the ADR on the Enchantress for a second? Oh, my God. It was so bad. 
I am the enchantress. <laughs> and like the the sound the ADR in her mouth doesn't even like it doesn't doesn't match up. No, whatsoever. it's like the Joker in the helicopter. He's oh, like he's so like bad. I got a bear skin rub and grape soda. I'm Jerry Leto. Like that's no. Oh, this movie's so insulting. I hate this movie. I hope we see an air cut just because I want to see Steppenwolf in this because this will already make this an infinitely better movie. Do you really believe we're going to air cut? I don't know. There's a lot of scoopers out there saying that the VFX team who did Zack Snyder's Justice League is also doing that because it's cheaper to do so. But I'm not a scooper, so I have no idea. But, I mean, I've also heard rumors that they're waiting to see how Zack Snyder's Justice League does. And then, based on the reception, do they'll at least that. Do truly believe that Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be bad? Do they truly believe that? Because with all the... How, how many times now has it trended on Twitter? Uh, more times than any other DCEU movie. I will say that Zack Snyder's Justice League, or the Snyder Cut, hashtag release the Snyder Cut has trended so many times on Twitter, it is the, I think, highest tweeted per volume movie in existence that has never come out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you imagine Or, or has come out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, imagine that. I mean, Snyder Cut's trended more times than any hashtag about Donald Trump. That says a lot. Mm-hmm. Because he is a very tweeted about person. Not anymore. He's not on Twitter. Well, <laughs> what I mean is like, even besides his uh, tweets, his out there tweets, he is tweeted about whether you're a Democrat or Republican or either one, mainly because a lot of people just like to make fun of him or they support him, whichever it is. He's a very tweeted about person. All I have to say is that this movie... As it stands, probably my least favorite DCEU movie. I'll, more, more so than Batman and Robin. Man. Kind of, yeah, because Batman and Robin knew what it was. It was a bad movie to sell toys. This movie was supposed to have a vision. It was supposed to be something. And everything that this movie stands for is just, should be insulting to the fans. And in, I mean, it's this movie is the beginning of the end because after this we get Justice League I mean that's what this movie stands for all I can imagine when you're saying this is the beginning of the end is uh, my father and my nephew it's the end of the world yes singing that song over and over again that's all I imagine and listen like we're, we're a pro Zack Snyder podcast and there's not a lot of people who are that way. But I guess just get over it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's I'll, so nice about it. I mean, I'll probably give Zack Snyder's Justice League a 10, and that'll probably piss everybody off. Yeah, it's but you're... It's better than Infinity War? It's like, yes, it's better than Infinity War. You're, you're not much for caring what other people think, though. No. I mean, you could put 30 MC Marvel characters in a movie at once fighting an army... And I'll still take scenes with Batman and Superman over that. Because they're the most iconic characters of ever. Yeah. And they're just dope. 
dope. They're dope. I hate uh, this movie. Let's go back to 2012. They were I, dope. Now, nah, anyway, I, dope. I hate this movie. What score are you going to give this movie? Uh, 12. 1.2. 1.2? 1. 1. Yeah. Give this a 0. 0.9. Are we going below the 1? Nah, I don't care. Well, I mean, it would make more sense to go from 0 to 10 since it's out of 100%. Yeah, that's fine. This is the point nine. There's there's nothing redeeming about this movie because this movie is the beginning of the end, as I said. Will Smith doesn't return. Margot Robbie does return, and she's better. God bless her. Jai Courtney returns. Uh, who else returns? Joel, Joel Kinnaman returns. Um, oh and the Suicide Squad. So does Margot Robbie. Yeah, so does Margot Robbie. And some other people, but there's there's more characters. There's Polka Dot Man and Peacemaker and the Detachable Kid and I am uh, looking forward to seeing the James to seeing James Gunn's The Suicide Squad because it's rated R. Rated R. When are people going to realize that these superhero movies, supervillain, whatever that are rated R are just like that much better? Oh, yeah, because it gives the director more breathing room with what he wants to do. This movie could have just easily been rated R. Zack Snyder's Justice League, rated R. I mean, I really like a film by Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League, directed by Zack Snyder, rated R. See, and I don't don't understand, you know, why people are so butthurt over this anyway, because the adults who have kids... If you want the kid to see the movie, you're going to show them the movie anyway, regardless it, regardless if it's PG-13 or rated R. Most parents anymore, I don't feel like you actually care. Yeah. So, the ratings on movies is pretty stupid, unless you're a very strict parent that's like, no, you're not watching it because you're not 17 years old. I mean, I grew up watching... Um... <laughs> I grew up watching most of the... Um... Jod Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal movies. Jod Claude Van Damme, like Bloodsport. Okay. And um, Steven Seagal movies where there's a bunch of broken bones. I don't know if they're rated R or cussing. I don't really care. But the first movie I ever saw in theaters that was rated R was Bruno. Oh, gosh. And I watched it with my dad. No. And he walked out. Um, yeah, I can, I can see him he, doing that. He sat in the car, and me and my friend Adam, we watched the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. What's up? I'm Bruno. Now, now my parents were super strict about, I don't know. about rated R movies, but yet, you know, for some reason, and I still get my mom crap about this to this day, she allowed me to watch all of the Austin Power movies, like, in one day when I was seven years old, and those movies... Yeah, see, the first movie that I was allowed to watch that was rated R, I think, was Freddy vs. Jason, and it's because there was nudity, and my mom's like, well, his boobs, he's going to see him some someday. So they let me watch it, and then it was the Awesome Power movies, and we went to Taco Cabana, and I was quoting uh, Fat Bastard, and uh, I was like, my neck looks like a vagina no. in public, and my parents were like, Shh, you can't say that. <laughs> Uh, so we're giving this this movie, Suicide Squad, a whopping ten and a half percent, which is lower than Batman and Robin. Yes, and it, it's funny because I was actually talking um, to one of my sisters yesterday about uh, our Batman and Robin episode, and she 
loves that movie. She absolutely loves that movie. Your sister? Yeah, Kristen. Oh. She's like, she's like, it's a cult classic. No, it's she's, not. She's like, I feel like I love that movie just because everyone purely hates on it. And talk about mental disorders. <laughs> I told her to listen to our episodes, and now it's she's going to hear this. It's fine. Don't worry about it, Kristen. We, we love you still. Okay. Well, I guess tune in next time because this movie's <laughs> just bad, and you know we still got the worst movie of them all coming up. Tune in next time. So could you if it was 1938, but it's not 1938. WPA ain't hiring no more. Apples don't cost a nickel. Not in here, not out there. You drop this thing.